0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is Assemblyman John McDonald. And John comes from Cohoes. And we're here to talk about Norlite. Uh, Assemblyman McDonald, I did not know too much about Norlite until like last week. And, you know, I was informed. I did a Show with Randy Kaneska, and I did a show with uh, Joe. Oh my God, Um, Richie,
1: Joe Richie, Joe Richie,
0: Richie, Joe Richie, and Joe Richie is a pretty interesting young man. He's really, you know, took up the banner for the community and stuff. And I got to give him credit; he's really a politically active person. So from your perspective, what is the situation with Norlight? Well, you know, it's been an ongoing process. You know, and I've
1: been involved with Norlite in one way or the other for thirteen years as mayor in the last ten years uh in the legislature. And mm-hmm. you know to your earlier on, not many people you know, I grew up around Norlight. We used to walk up on the, the western part of the property because that's where all the woods were and people kind of just went about its business it changed dramatically in the mid-1990s when it started to accept hazardous waste which was mm-hmm. like anything else it was a solution for hazardous waste being dumped in landfills throughout the state but the fact that it started to incinerate it in cause brought up some concerns and, and, and you know during my time as mayor now, I listen very closely to the individuals who brought forth complaints, normally not residents. There's usually people outside the area that, um, you know, have concerns about incineration, which is fine. But mm-hmm. we brought in, you know, we've done extensive studies at the Department of Health do studies on health assessments, the federal agencies, and, you know, their permits get renewed, and then life goes on. Now the permit's up for renewal again. It expired a year, about a year ago now at this stage of the game. Um, but, you know, they're under much more scrutiny and for good reason. The residents have, you know, have been very vocal about the dust and dirt and some of the contents of that dust and dirt blowing off the property. And as many people know, as of yesterday, the Department of Environmental Conservation slapped them with a notice, a cease and desist mm-hmm. order to stop that dust from coming off their site, that they need to control it whatever way possible and they need to come up with a game plan within sixty days. And by the way, for every violation there'll be a twenty two thousand five hundred dollar fine. So um it has got some work to do. Um I Senator Breslin and I have from the beginning have been calling for D E C to take a very strident approach. As you know, Joe Ritchie and others have been also along that line. So I've been they're in a position to just close it, which is, I, I think it's just not that simple, because I mean, if it was, it would be done by now. So we've been very clear about following the process and holding them accountable. And DEC, to their credit, said they were going to do a very extensive study, extensive, exhaustive. it took some time. But it gets the point across that they're taking this very seriously, and they actually identified numerous numerous violations
0: when when i when i uh spoke to randy knifka last week i said when you were a town council member was the issue of norlight light ever, ever brought up and he said no so yeah. do you think everything that's happening now with norlight is because of the political activi- activism of Joe Ritchie?
1: No, I think Joe's contributing to it. The, the reason why Norlight is back in the news is because their permit for renewal is up, and there are state and national entities, as well as some local residents like Joe, that have concerns, and they're expressing those concerns. If the permit renewal wasn't up, this wouldn't be a discussion. And and that's fine. We need to have this discussion because, obviously, they're not holding true to their commitment on the on the permits. But it, it's, it's all teed off on, you know, I could have told you this was coming three years ago. It's because the permit renewal is up. When the permit wasn't up for renewal, nobody complained. Well, oh, okay. But, you know, the, the reality is, is, and Joe's called me several times, and I've gone down firsthand and witnessed some of what's going on. It's, it's horrific, and no one should live in that kind of condition.
0: But, you know, the conditions that Joe said that, you know, him and his neighbors and family live in, I mean, that didn't happen just overnight. I mean, it's been that way for a long time. And if it has been there a long time, which is my assumption, this issue was never really addressed. Am I correct?
1: This issue never really received a lot of complaints and attention until the last two or three years. Okay. From time to time, you get a call about an odor, and we would run around checking it out and see if the odor was tied to a landfill, what it was tied to. There are some residents that have been complaining about Norlite forever um, in different parts of the city. Um, But, you know, the reality is in the last two or three years, Joe and his group have really brought a much more heightened awareness to some of the concerns. Concerns that have not been expressed at this level
0: before. You know, he talked about black snow. And you know, I, I'm sure that I remember I remember, I
1: remember go it ahead. was two it was two Christmases ago. He he sent me a video. I went down and looked at it. It was. It was it was soot of some sort. That ended up covering the snow. It wasn't black, but it was white snow with a lot of black specks.
0: Okay. So that just didn't happen a couple of years ago. It must have gone, um, gone on for some time, right? I, I don't know that to be true. I, I know that a couple of years ago I
1: went down and looked at it with Joe. I saw it. And he sent me the video. No one had, you know, I've represented the city for 23 years. No one has ever mentioned black snow before until Joe brought it up to my attention. So if it was happening before, nobody
0: seemed to want to take that extra step. Okay. Now let's talk about another important aspect of this issue, and that's the health of people that live in that area. Is there an increased uh, incidence of cancer that you're aware of?
1: And talk about that in the past. I know that when I've reached out to the Department of Health, and it's been several years since I've done that, there was nothing to collaborate that, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't been updated. You know, unfortunately, okay. when you look at, look at health related issues. Unfortunately, it tends to follow, um, you know, socioeconomics. And that area in the city is a poor area of the city. It's where public housing is, and there are chronic health conditions there. But I do not know if there's been a definite confirmation at this stage of the game.
0: Because when people talk about NL Industries and Colony, they say that there was a high incidence of cancer um, for people who lived in that area. So would you say that was more pronounced in Colony? than it is in Cahos. I, I, You know,
1: I, I, to be honest with you, Cynthia, I can't speak to that because I don't really,
0: I, I haven't had
1: anything um, to review in that system. So.
0: Okay. So um, Joe is going to take, but I'm sure that, you know, he's going to be on top of this issue. Now, he was talking about closing Norlite what would you like to see done if it is an environmental hazard? Well, you know, the
1: topic of closure is always a challenging one because I think we all had our drawers. we'd rather not have it there. The question is, because of the State Administrative Procedures Act, can, can we close it? And right now, that's a question that hasn't been answered. I will say this. Um, you know, I've been throughout this process, and Cynthia, over the last couple of years, you may remember Senator Breslin and I identified that they were burning PFAS there, and we immediately drafted legislation and passed in two months' time, and Governor Cuomo at the time finally signed into law to prohibit PFAS burning at that site. Um, I am working on legislation. I sent a letter a month ago to Trudebi, that's the owner of Norlight, about this Um, concern about baghouse dust. That was, and and they've kind of rebuffed me on that in regards to what, if the baghouse dust has any toxicity. Meanwhile, DEC in its notice of violation yesterday made it very clear that the baghouse dust was transmitting uh, silica particles, which potentially have problems. So I am now working on legislation to address that issue as well. Um, we are going to make sure that, you know, if the light ends up being closed, it ends up being closed. But the reality is in the absence of that, if there's no guarantee, I want to make sure the residents are safe. Plain and simple.
0: So when you were mayor of Cahos, was this a burning issue?
1: No. I, I, back in 2005, 2006, it, it came up for discussion. We had several public meetings um but there was nothing 100% proven that norlight was having a negative contribution to the community and i it was right i not only county resources state resources and federal resources to have it thir- thoroughly examined
0: that was then uh, what that about then. now well now well, what about now Well,
1: now we've had DEC and DOH working hand and glove for the last three years on reviewing Mm -hmm. this site and countless hours with DEC on the phone to encourage them to move this process along and countless hours with the Attorney General's office who's brought in and is doing its own investigation. And as much as it's not bringing the results that people want right away, the one thing I can assure people is that it's being very thoroughly looked at. And these are issues I continue. Okay. These are I continue to support.
0: Okay, I've heard two scenarios. The first scenario is everybody in that public housing unit should be moved, and the second one is no lights should shut down. Uh, let's talk about the first one for a minute because it not only affects. The people in the public housing it affects single people um as single homeowners and if public housing is gonna c- close down, then there's gonna be single family housing that's uh detrimentally be uh affected by by the uh nor life, so you just can't move uh public housing and keep the single-family residents there right i mean if they're if they're affected something has to be done to help them correct
1: well let, let me share some information that's that's factual that might be helpful for this conversation number one okay. Mayor and the Cohoes public health housing authority for the last three years have been working on closing saratoga sites because the days of locating public housing and in industrial zones is over. And they're moving it for a lot of different reasons, including the aging facilities that are there. So the residents will be moving sometime before the end of 2022 out of Saratoga sites. Today, the air monitoring that has been going on has been identifying the samples of dust, whatever it may be, coming off that site only on the Saratoga site parcel, Saratoga okay. that site's parcel, the public housing parcel. Mm-hmm. So there is, and it was in yesterday's release, that the DEC is considering expanding its study in the area for monitoring, and that way we'll have a better idea. Now, there are not a overabundance of single-family homes in that area, but there are some in industrial okay. and to be honest, And to be honest with you, I know them because they've been living there for 50 years. They don't move. Mm -hmm. That in itself should give you a little bit of indication that people are kind of comfortable where they are, because that area is an industrial zone. Residential should not be there. But you got to remember back in the day before 787 was built, 787 was the Erie, Erie Canal and the Champlain Canal, and people built homes along the canals back then. But okay. people are not; they're not; they're, they're not trying to get out of there. The people who own the houses; have been living there for a long period of time. That doesn't okay. mean that we should end our search. We should. I think DEC indicated that yesterday, and I support that effort.
0: Okay, um, if somebody who has a single-family house that wants to move to another part of the state, another part of. Albany County, move someplace else. Do you think they're going to have trouble selling their house? Probably not. Not not in the market that we have today. Okay. Now the other scenario is closing Norlight. Do you think that's unrealistic?
1: I won't say it's unrealistic. I think it's it's going to be a challenge. Um, we, this is why the investigation at DEC and Attorney General's office is critical. Um, we we are focusing on the dirt and the dust. We're not even at the point of focusing on the emissions coming from the stacks. So you know, closing it, you've got to have strong conviction. You can't just say you're upset because dust blew on your property. It's got to be something that's going to be strong. And this is why mm-hmm. we've encouraged and we continue to encourage residents that we have complaints, to file complaints. And DEC has been very thorough with investigating those complaints, which is important.
0: So when Norlite first came into existence, what they did then, is it the same thing that do, they're doing now? No, well, they first has, came in, has, No, no. No, when when they originally
1: got a mining permit, and then they put in these huge kilns to basically convert the aggregate into building materials. And then somewhere along the line, um, they realized that we could do the environment a good thing by safely burning um, hazardous materials. So they went to the state and got a permit to do that. The state went through a very public vetting process back in the mid-'90s. And they eventually gave the permit to build the hazardous, hazard, to burn the hazardous waste. And as I remember, you know, because they're, you know, I, to be honest, as much as you hear a lot against it, I've had some environmental groups, not a lot, but some say, you know, just so you know, we got to find a safe spot to burn PFAS. And we got to find a safe spot to burn hazardous materials because in the absence of that, people either leave it in their property
0: where they don't dispose of it safely and properly, and
1: that's a problem. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm sure this is going to be an ongoing issue. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to cover a couple of other issues. So you were just redistricted, and you do not have the city of Albany anymore. Um, what areas are new to your new district?
1: So in the new district that'll be effective in January twenty twenty three, it will be um the whole city of Troy. So basically um a comp, you know taking Lansenburg and North Troy and then um all of East Greenbush, the town of East Greenbush. The the okay. challenge had in my district is that overall the other parts of the community absent Albany grew dramatically. Cahost grew phenomenally high. Waterford grew a little bit Waterly Green island grew dramatically troy grew so it was one of those things where you know what they what we're trying to do is when the option presented itself for cities, they wanted one represent one person representing the city and when you look at the fact that Rochester only has two people in representing the city of over three hundred thousand, and Syracuse, the same thing. Albany, they said, we're only going to let one member cover the city of Albany, and since Pat represented about seventy percent of the district, mm-hmm. it was logical to expand her margins. And then the same token, because Jake Ashby and I were splitting Troy, they said, "No, we want you to cover all Troy," which actually makes sense for the for the residents. You have one representative.
0: So, so you're still going to, you you're not going to be represented uh, representing Albany County at all.
1: No, that's not
0: no. I'll be have I have calls Waterloo and Green Island,
1: they Albany County.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. You're right, right. So you have you still have three counties. You have Rensselaer and Saratoga <laughs> yep. as well. Yes. Okay. Where in Saratoga will you be representing? I'm still in Waterford. Okay. So are you happy with the with the new maps?
1: Uh, you no, know, I, I, I'm never going to be happy or unhappy. The reality is I'm happy to represent people. And I will okay. be a team player and I will work to cover, you know, to represent the interests of those, but I'm also you now for 10 years I've represented the city of Albany. I've built up some very strong friendships and relationships with individuals right. and I I still have a, you know, to me it's important to continue to help the city of Albany because if we don't help the capital city, the rest of the region will struggle.
0: Right. Right, right. So, um this is going to air next week but as uh, on WCAA But as we speak, the Democratic State Convention is going on. Do you anticipate any surprises? I do not. Okay. Okay. So, um, while we're on politics, what's going on in the uh, State Legislature? time
1: it's a very busy time we're working on the budget right now okay okay and that, that's, that's dozens of meetings all day long dozens of meetings and we're working on okay. it's a good budget it's a budget that the governor has put forth that we're we're, we're excited about
0: okay um and you think it'll be an on-time budget?
1: I do. I really do.
0: So you think it'll be done by April 1st? I do. Wow. Wow. So, um, do you anticipate a fun campaign season?
1: I always love campaigning. Okay. It's You'd, if they showed up on someone's doorstep without a reason, they'd be suspicious. But no, I always enjoy campaigning.
0: So, what new area? Uh, you, you mentioned it before, but say it again. What new areas will you be campaigning all, in? All of the city of Troy.
1: And, right. Uh, and it would be the um, the town of East Greenwich.
0: Okay. So the the. These areas are new to you. Well, Troy's not new to me at all.
1: I've known. I mean, Lansenberg. I mean, I've been. <laughs> they've been looking at me for 25 years now. I mean, they know me very well, uh-huh. very well. So, uh-huh. um, I, I think it's, um, it's. It'll be. It'll be a good district. Uh, I'll be. I look forward to working with them.
0: That's terrific. So since we started the show out talking about Norlite, what's coming down the road? What do you expect to happen next?
1: With Norlite? Yep. I
0: think Norlite needs
1: to respond to the DEC's comments. Um, They need to build up a screening mechanism or some way to contain the dust and dirt so it doesn't blow off the site. I expect that plan to come forward relatively soon, um because we need it to be that way,
0: okay, so it sounds as if you've had a busy day today.
1: it is a busy day, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's the busy time of the year, but you know on the other hand, these are important issues, and we want to make sure the public
0: is is aware of them right right, right now. As you campaign for reelection, do you think that No Light is gonna be a a hot topic for you? I think people have questions. I do
1: correspond regularly with the residents so they know what I'm doing, they know what I'm focusing on. I mail letters to them directly so they're aware of what's going on. Um and mm-hmm. I see people rec I'm I'm in cohoes every day. So I, I hear from okay. residents where things are at, Um, you know, is it an item of concern? Absolutely. Is it something that we're staying on top of? Absolutely.
0: Okay. One quick question about politics again. Since you're not going to be representing the city of Albany anymore, what's different about uh, Assemblywoman Pat Fahey's district?
1: Well, Pat now has all of Albany. She lost the town of Bethlehem. And she's splitting the town of Gilderland, and she has, I think, New Scotland. But you'd have to ask her that.
0: Okay. Now, who is she going to be sharing that district with? Look, she, well, what do you mean?
1: She's going to share Gilderland with South
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So we have just about a minute to go, John. Um, give your contact information in case anybody wants to, you know, talk to you or share an idea.
1: Sure. The uh, best way to get a hold of me is through email at mcdonaldj at nyassembly.gov. You can also call my office at 518 4474 or my
0: cell phone at 518-365-2569. You know, I'm... I'm sorry that you are no longer going to be my assemblyman, but I'm sure I'll be calling you from time to time to do a show with me on Focus on Albany. Of course. You've you've been listening to John McDonald. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. today to talk about Norlite. Have a wonderful day, John, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.